the Gospel of St. John, chapter number 10. If you found that this morning, will you say amen? amen? Two verses of Scripture this morning out of John 10, chapter 10, verse number 9, and verse number 10. If you found that, say amen. I am the door, by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. You can be seated. Father, we come to you this morning in the strong and Lord God, the lovely name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning for your help today, Lord. I pray today you're going to hoard for men and women, boys and girls. And Father, we pray today you're going to hoard that you would speak today, dear God, to our hearts. I pray today, dear God, that you draw us all closer unto you. Father, I pray today, dear God, if there's one today, dear God, under the sound of our voices, Lord God, that they have not prayed through and asked for forgiveness of their sin and had their name written in the Lamb's book of life, I pray today would be the day, dear God, Lord, that you would save them from the devil's hell. I pray today, God, for the one that's backslidden. I pray today, dear God, you help them today, God, to be reclaimed, help them to repent. Father, I pray today, dear God, for the child of God. I pray, dear God, you'd encourage them. Lord God, the one that's discouraged, help them to know, dear God, that you're in control. Father, we love you and we thank you. And I thank you today, dear Lord, that you are our good shepherd. I pray you cleanse our minds and empty us of self and fill us with your spirit. Lord, we love you. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' lovely name, together the church says, Amen. Amen and amen. This morning... For just a few minutes of time, we'd like to uh, just look this morning at this Scripture. And I want us to understand this morning that the devil is not some uh, fictitious creature that does not uh, exist. The devil's real. You say, I know he's real. He's on a chain. Well, if he's on a chain, he's on an awful long chain. You understand this morning the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy understand this morning that the devil can even come to the house of God. And in most churches, he's in the house of God. You understand this morning, I, Paul spoke and he said, where I was to do uh, eat, and when I was to do good, evil was present with me always. Understand this morning that the devil does not want you to succeed in giving God glory. What a beautiful scripture this morning that Brother Ricky taught. And understand this morning, the devil does not mind if you're saved because the devil cannot stop you from being saved. But the devil does not want you to serve God. Well, what do you mean about that preacher? You understand this morning, honey, that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And as J.J. quoted this morning already, God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. You understand this morning that it is not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. You understand this morning, I mean, the devil does not want you to serve the Lord. Now, understand this morning that if you serve the Lord, and if you serve the Lord correctly, then men and women are going to see your life, and you're going to win 
souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the devil's okay if you are saved and you're the only one that is saved. But if you're serving the Lord and your service is to the Lord and you're winning souls for the Lord, then others are giving their life to the Lord. You realize this morning that the writer said, the Apostle Paul, in the book of Romans, as he wrote, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto Him, and which is your reasonable service. Understand in verse 2, he said, Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? But that ye may prove that which is good. Hey, can I stop right here this morning and tell you, honey, the devil's okay if you're saved and you stay home. But the devil is not okay if you are saved and you serve the Lord. You understand this morning that if you read the Word of God, thank God this morning the Word of God will get in you. If you read the Word of God, the Bible says, the psalmist said, that it is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Its words will I hide in my heart that I may not sin against thee. You understand this morning the word of the Lord is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is able to decide. It is able to discern. Honey, do you understand this morning the word of God? It is, it is absolutely perfect. Its words, you realize this morning, Psalms 12, verse 7 and 8, I believe it is, saying that it's word, that is the, the word of God. It is absolutely, it is better, I'm paraphrasing here, it is better, honey, than purified, than in a furnace of silver. Help me, Lord, to read that. I didn't get that anywhere near correct. Psalms 12. Uh, we want to read that just real quick this morning. Uh, I want you to understand this morning, uh, honey, that the devil uh, does not like the Word of God. Uh, honey, why does the devil not like the Word of God? Uh, honey, because the Word of God will warn you uh, who the devil is. Uh, the Bible says uh, in, in Psalms 12, uh, uh, verse 6 and 7, uh, the words of the Lord are pure word. Uh, Thank God, as silver uh, tried in a furnace of earth, uh, purified seven times, thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Uh, thou shalt preserve them from this generation uh, forever. Uh, can I tell you this morning, uh, honey, the Word, uh, it's alive. Uh, the Word is not pinned down uh, by mortal man. Uh, honey, the Holy Ghost came on men of God, uh, and the Holy Ghost uh, had them to pin it down. Uh, the Word of God is authored by one author. Uh, it is the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's got many different human penmen. Uh, but you understand this morning, uh, it is the only book, uh, honey, that's ever been written, uh, that when you and I read it, if you're saved, uh, that the author uh, lives in you uh, and is present with you uh, when you read it. Well, preach, why are you telling me this? Uh, I want us to understand uh, the devil uh, does not play fair. What are you saying today, preacher? Here's the title of the message, and I'm not be long. Watch out. Be aware. Brother Ricky taught such beautiful scripture this morning. I, we need to recognize who has given us what we have. I mean, we're living in houses. Amen. You realize this morning the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. What's that mean, preacher? I, that means everything that you think you have, it's not really yours. Amen. 
I mean, even the shirt on your back, it's the Lord's and He just lets you borrow it for a little while. Well, what are you saying? I'm just simply saying this morning, I, the thief, I, he cometh not but to steal, I, to kill, I, and to destroy. Let's look at that order. I, I believe, thank God, that there is a divine order I, in the Word of God and a divine order in service to God. I, well, what do you mean? Are you saying, preacher, we ought not mind the Lord? No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying this morning that if we do anything in the Spirit of God, I, everything will fall in the order that God wants it to flow. I, if we're not careful, we can organize the service so much so that the Spirit of God's nowhere in here. Well, what do you say today, preacher? I want you to understand that there is a divine order of God. We find in the book of uh, Thessalonians, if I'm not mistaken, we find that there is an order to man. The spirit, the soul, and the body. Do you realize that I am not Robert Legg with the soul? I, I am Robert Legg with the body. You understand that my soul, I, thank God when I die, when you die, the Bible teaches if you're saved, I, honey, that your spirit and soul are going to depart from the body. Well, what's that mean, preacher? I, well, let's look at it like this. I, help me, Lord. I, you understand this morning that I am a soul I, with a body. I, and one day when I die, all I'm going to do is I'm going to take my body off. I, and my soul and my spirit, I, they're going to go back unto the Lord. Well, preacher, why are you telling us this? I, honey, because I want you to understand. I, honey, you better not forget what God's done for you. I, honey, there is thousands of people I, honey, that have knelt in an old fashioned altar uh, and confess the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and save them of their soul uh, and save them of their sins uh, has forgiven them uh, wrote their name in the Lamb's book of life uh, they go out into the world uh, and the church uh, never hears from them again you say preacher why are you telling us that be aware your adversaries is a roaring lion Seeking whom he may devour. Do you understand this morning the devil does not play by the rule book? <laughs> you say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm just simply saying this morning that the serpent was the most subtle beast that God had ever created. In Genesis 3, we find in verse 1, we understand this morning that because of the serpent's subtlety, we find because he was such a sneaky and slivery looking thing I, that he was able to deceive Eve and Adam. You understand this morning that by one man's sin I, we've all entered into bondage. You understand the handcuffs we've got on us? I, you might not have put them there. I, we were born into sin. I, you say, preacher, are you saying this morning I, that it's my mommy and daddy's fault? No. You've got to go back many more generations beyond mommy and daddy. You've got to go back to the garden. I, and you understand this morning that if you've been born to Again, if you've been saved, what's that mean, preacher? I, it means that you've asked God to forgive you of your sins. I, that means that He has forgiven you of every sin, I, every marijuana joint, I, everything you've stolen, I, every lie that you've ever told, I, every adulterous affair you've ever had. I, God is wiping the slate clean. I, and you understand the Bible says, therefore, if any man I, be in Christ, I, he is a new creature. I, old things are passed away. I, behold, all things. Become new. But you realize this morning the devil's okay with you getting forgiven as long as you don't live for the Lord. Every single day you have to get up and make a sober decision. 
I'm a preacher. I'm eternally saved. I am too. But you understand I got to stay in the sheepfold. Boy, that went over like a lead balloon, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, hey, Lord Jesus, to stay in the sheepfold. Amen. <laughs> Let's look at this scripture. Look in verse 10. I will try to get through these four points real quick, fast, like in a hurry. I, as long as we understand what the preacher's saying. Amen. I, you understand that the devil comes as the thief, I, and he came I, with a determined purpose. He didn't just show up by having chance. He didn't roll the dice and say, Well, I'll go to Walker Chapel today, or I'll go to Union Valley today and throw the dice. He came to this place for a specific reason. You know who you know what who the author of confusion is? Who's that? The devil. He is the author of confusion. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You understand this morning the thief came with a determined purpose. Look at this. Why did he come, preacher? Let me give you three of these reasons. Then I'll move on to Jesus. We see that he came to divide. Look at this. Look at this divine order. I want you to understand this morning we know that he came to steal, kill, and to destroy. But why, preacher, do you say that he came to divide? Because in order to steal something, that simply means to divide the property from its owner. And do you realize this morning, I, I believe I'm preaching to some God-fearing people that used to have a, a shout, used to have a song in their heart, used to have some scripture on their mind, used to have a, a testimony in their heart, used to have a witness for the Lord. I want you to understand this morning that the thief came to steal your testimony. The thief came to steal your joy. The thief came to steal your relationship with your family. The thief came to steal your relationship with your neighbors. The thief came to oppress you. And you realize this morning he came to divide you. Look what the Word of God says. The thief cometh not but for to steal. Now let me just say this this morning. When the Lord gave me this scripture or this message this morning, I, I want us to understand, honey, that when we look at the Apostle Paul, I, I believe outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was absolutely the greatest missionary that we have documented through the Word of God. And it is because of the Apostle Paul, you and I have received the Word of God. Why, preacher? Because he went to Asia. He went to uh, he went to uh, uh, Europe. He went to uh, the Gentiles. You understand this morning that Jesus came to His own and His own received Him not. Let's look this morning the Word of God in Acts chapter fifteen and verse nine, uh, verse thirty six. And some days after Paul and Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city and we that we have uh, uh, preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was John Mark. That's John Mark. That's the writer of the Gospel of Mark. And Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them to Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. Watch this church in verse 39, Acts 15 and 39. And the contention was so sharp between them 
that they departed asunder one from another. Can I tell you this morning, honey, if you've got a good friendship, if you've got a relationship that you're close with somebody, the devil is not happy about that. If you've got somebody that you can depend on, if you've got a need in your life and you can't even pray for yourself, that you can go to them and they'll pray for you, the devil's not happy about that. And the devil wants to drive a wedge. The devil wants to separate you from that closeness. The devil wants to separate you and isolate you. Do you know that's the way the lion does? Honey, whenever the lion comes upon a flock of gazelle or a herd of gazelle, honey, the lion does not attack the whole herd. He singles out one. He singles out another. Then boom, he attacks. And that is the way of our adversary. He tries to divide God's people, whether it be through contention, whether it be through anger, or whether it be feeling depressed or distressed. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Oh, God knows. The thief cometh not but to steal. He came to divide. Amen. He came to divide. But I want you to know this morning that's not all. He came to discourage. Where do you see that preacher? He cometh not but for to steal with this and to kill. The Bible teaches that the Apostle Paul says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Do you realize this morning that if the devil can get you depressed, He will destroy your spirit. I mean, listen, church. Let's be honest about this thing. God knows my heart. I suffer with it some myself. Depression is real. You say, no, preacher, it's all in your head. That's right, it's all in my head. (laughs) You understand this morning, the devil absolutely wants to destroy your mental well-being. We're living in a day and a time where all the doctors want to do is prescribe. The psalmist David said, I will meditate upon thy words. They not you understand this morning, honey, the devil wants, not only, not only did the devil come to divide, he came to discourage. Do you realize this morning that if he can discourage you, honey, the Bible teaches this morning in the book of Proverbs, honey, that when the desire is gone, honey, do you realize this morning, Lord, help me with that scripture too. Do you realize this morning, honey, when the desire comes, it bringeth forth the tree of life. Do you realize this morning that the devil, if he can take the wind out of your sails, you're not going to feel like going to church. If the devil can destroy your mental well-being, if the devil can make you depressed, well, I don't feel like getting out of bed on a Sunday morning. I don't feel like dragging my sorry self into the house of God and listen to that old noisy preacher. I don't feel like getting up and going to the house of God on Sunday night. I'm so tired. I'm so wore out. Why are you so wore out? Because the devil's wrestled me all over the bedroom. The devil's wrestled me all over the house. Neighbor, the devil wants to divide you and discourage you. You understand this morning that is part of the devil's plan today. 
preacher, I don't believe that. Well, let's look what say the Word of God. The Bible teaches about in Matthew 27, verse 3, the Bible teaches about a man who walked with the Lord Jesus Christ. Who, preacher? His name was Judas. His name was Judas Iscariot, and he betrayed the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. Judas did many had many mistakes and many faults, but he made one of the greatest mistakes that you and I could make. What is that? Blasphemy. How do you see that preacher? He rejected. He did not go to Jesus. He ran from Jesus. He is our great good shepherd. Would you agree with me right there? That's John 10. And whenever the storms of life come, and they will come, we should not run from the Lord, but we should run to the Lord. Look with me in Matthew 27 if you want to follow along. Then Judas, which betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chiefs, to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. Now let me stop right here just a minute. You say, preacher, I believe that it was impossible for Judas to be forgiven. I don't, and I'll tell you why. Because he felt guilt. He felt condemnation. He said right here in the Scripture this morning that uh, when he was condemned, he uh, again, he brought the 30 pieces of silver, but instead of going to the Lord and confessing, he ran from the Lord, saying, I have sinned and that I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. Watch this, church. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed. And went and hanged himself. Got quite as a mouse drop in here, did Mental illness is real. And it would do nothing more than please the devil if he could divide you from the flock. So much so that you want to take your own life. Say, preacher, I don't know if I can go along. I don't care if you can go along with it or not. The devil wants to separate you from the house of God. He wants to separate you from the godly teaching and godly preaching. He wants to separate you from hearing the anointed testimonies. He wants to separate you from an altar of prayer so he can get you alone and tell you that the world is against you. See, that's what the devil did to Judas. And instead of Judas, when he felt his guilt, he knew he sinned. Instead of him running to the Savior, who could forgive him, Amen! Preacher, I don't believe the Lord could have forgiven him. You didn't read your Bible. He said, all power in heaven and earth. Amen! Do you know God can forgive anybody who God wants to Amen! He said in the book of Exodus, Listen to me, church. Listen to me. 
Psalms that he said, can God provide a table in the wilderness? God can. You understand this morning, you've not gone far enough that God can't reach. You've not done too much that God can't forgive. You've not dug a well so deep that God cannot get you out of The devil is trying to pull you. He's trying to divide you. Jeff, can I use you just a minute? Look here, I'm dividing Jeff. Would you just sit down there on the altar? Do you feel out of place? A little bit. See, that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to make you feel out of place. See, Jeff was over here with the rest of the congregation and what the devil did. Yeah, I thought I said that. Pray for me, Jeff. Oh, yeah, I'm out. It's amazing how big a shoe you can get in your house. Shame on y'all that. Drives that wage. And before long, the devil says, See, all them people are staring at you. See how that one's looking at you? Right there on the second row back, he thinks he's your son of a look out, he's looking at you. Oh, you better go Preacher, what are you saying? That's exactly what the devil does. He tries to tell you that nobody loves you. Nobody cares what makes you matter to a life. Nobody cares how many pills you pop. Nobody cares how many lines you snort. Nobody cares how many beers you drink. Nobody cares how much you steal. Nobody cares how many times you look at that wet church. Nobody cares how many naked women and naked men you look at. The devil tries to tell you nobody cares. But God cares.
because the devil discouraged you so much so. You say, preacher, the devil won't do that. The devil does not play fair. Thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I want you to hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. In that scripture this morning that I read in John 10 and 10, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. I want to read you Matthew 5 and 17. Think not, this is the Lord Jesus speaking. He said, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. You know what the Lord Jesus wants? He wants our fellowship to be restored with Him. That's the whole purpose of salvation. Is that our fellowship, well preacher, when did my fellowship get broken? Back there in the garden. See, Adam, God used to come in the cool of the day and walk with Adam. But because of Adam's sin, we had no fellowship with God. But when we bow at an altar of our heart and we confess to the Lord Jesus Christ and we ask Him to forgive us of our sins, you know what He's doing? He is restoring the fellowship in our life. But listen to me, child of God. You say, preacher, are you preaching to the lost? I'm preaching to the church. The devil's not happy if things are going well. The devil's not happy if you're faithful to church. The devil's not happy if you're in the Word of God. The devil's not happy if you've got a prayer life. Now listen, listen, listen. Acts 26 and 16. Jesus speaking unto the apostle Paul. And he said, But arise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Rich, why are you sharing that with us? God's got a purpose for you. Jeremiah 29 11, he said, For I know the thoughts that I have toward of thee, whether it be good or evil, to bring an expected end. Do you realize this morning that you were not saved by chance? You were not saved by good works. You did not work your way into the house of God. Amen. You did not give enough money in the offering plate to get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But you were saved because the Holy Ghost of God sought you out. Thank God and called you in unto His marvelous light. I'm going to say a name. And, I, and if you know this name, I want you to raise your hand. Edwin Cooper. Does anybody ever remember that name? All right. Edwin Cooper was famous across America, uh, but that's not the name that he was uh, famous for. In the 1950s, he was known by the name of Bozo the Clown. Oh yeah, some of you know Bozo, don't you? I know Bozo too. Well, <laughs> Bozo the Clown. Whenever that they would end the uh, telecast. I want you to understand that he would say unto his buddies and partners, he wanted everybody to go and to get checked for cancer. 
He was practicing uh, not what he preached. Well, what do you mean by that, preacher? I, I want you to understand. Uh, he was trying to tell America to go and get checked for cancer. Uh, yet Mr. Cooper uh, was so busy working, uh, he neglected himself uh, to go and to get checked with, uh, for cancer. Uh, and just a few years after that, uh, he was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, and it was not long uh, until he died of the disease uh, that he was trying to warn everybody about. Listen to me. As pastor, it's important for me to realize what I'm preaching. Oh yeah, there is a devil called discouragement. Remember that? I preached that message up in Clinton a few years ago. Many of you were there that night. There is a devil named discouragement and he wants nothing more than to separate you away from your church family. Yeah. You ever heard of Bill? Maybe you maybe have, maybe you have. In the pastor's lives, uh, uh, maybe not so much here lately, it hasn't necessarily been, uh, but we seem to have the second day of the week, which is them old doubting Mondays. Them old quitting Mondays. I've heard pastors say that they resigned their church on Monday morning and took it back by Monday evening. They just felt defeated by the message that they preached on Sunday evening. They felt defeated that nobody came to the altar. They felt like nobody was accepting the Word of God. Now let me just say this. I am thankful for every single one of you. I am thankful for the house of God that God has given us. I'm thankful for the congregation. I'm thankful for you and your family and your love. But I want you to understand this morning. I, it's important for us to realize that you have no idea what your neighbor is going through this morning. You can be sitting this morning beside of somebody here in the pew and they can be contemplating suicide. Why would you say that, preacher? Because the devil doesn't play so There could be some young person here this morning that could be facing their first temptation of smoking a joint this week. Now, preacher... That ain't going to happen. You have no clue how readily available it is to our young people in this day. <laughs> there could be young people in this church service this morning that could be facing the, an opportunity to lose their virginity this week. You look at me any way you want to, I'm preaching right now. You understand it is my job to sound the trumpet when I see the enemy come. And the blood, if you reject the warning, the blood will be on your hands. The devil came not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Church, this morning, I don't know what you're going through, but he does. I don't know what you're wrestling with, but He does. Jesus went on to say, but I am come. Not probably Jesus. He said, but I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. 